I'm James Milley. And I'm Alex Muto. And this is The Artist Business Plan. Your favorite weekly business podcast for artist entrepreneurs hosted by Superfine Art Fair. What is going on, business artists? You are listening to The Artist Business Plan, which means that you are certifiably awesome. As you know, if you've been listening with us, I am James Milley, the co-founder of Superfine Art Fair, the most widespread art fair for artists in the U.S., and one of the top resources for all things art, artists, and marketing of your art. Today, we've got Henri Lamy with us. Uh, Henri is going to share his thoughts on influence as an artist and tips on bettering your own practice. Uh, I'm very excited to hear what he has to say. But first, I've got an amazing offer here just for you ABP listeners. New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and yes, Miami. These are just a few of the places where you and your art can meet your next collector when you sign up and exhibit with us at Superfine Art Fair. Join the number one art fair for independent artists as we travel across the United States reaching thousands of qualified in-person art buyers at every single fair. And prepare yourself for success with a full suite of business resources like our very own podcast, which you're listening to right now. Superfine started with the connection between artists and an eager, empowered, qualified buying audience. So many alternatives didn't provide any real value for the artists who spent their precious time, hard-earned money, and major effort mounting and exhibiting their work without the results to back it up. And that meant it was time for something new. For seven years, Superfine has focused on breaking down these barriers and creating sustainable economic opportunities for artists to build careers from our fair. To find your place at a Superfine fair, simply visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Don't miss the chance to be a part of the top business artist community in the world. And when you mention the artist business plan, you'll receive a $150 credit on your booth, no matter what size or city you choose. So that's $150 off. Just go online to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art to set up your qualification call with James and get started selling your art with Superfine today. Again, that's www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. All right, so we are back here with Henri Lamy. Henri is a French figurative painter, uh, born in 1985 in Lyon. Uh, he started painting at an early age after developing a fascination for facial expressions and people who were considered as not fitting in society. His work is characterized by heavy usage of lively colors and highly creative composition, as well as inventive usage of the palette knife. In 2014, Henri thought of combining his two passions, the Brazilian dance capoeira, and painting to create a new form of expression through movement and visual arts. In 2015, together with his wife, Maya Daboville, uh, they created Tavern Gutenberg, a creative hub in the city center of Lyon, which hosted art residencies, galleries, exhibitions, art studios, and a bar. Welcome to the Artist Business Plan, Henri. Thank you very much, James. Of course. Um, also, for anyone listening, definitely go take a look at Henri's work uh, while you're listening to this episode. If you have a computer handy or your phone, which you should if you're listening to this, um, so that you can kind of get that visual as we're chatting. Um, his Instagram is Henri, H-E-N-R-I underscore Lamy, L-A-M-Y. Um, but awesome. Thank you so much again for being uh, here with us, Henri. Um, Thanks so for having me here, James. 
of course. Uh, now, before we get started, uh, I just want to ask you something that we ask all of our guests when they come on to help our listeners get to know you. Uh, what is the earliest memory that you have of art? Yeah, the earliest memory I have was probably when I was about uh, three or four. I was actually both doing drawings from cartoon characters and stuff like that. And also, that's the period I started walking on my hands. Oh, so amazing. I was two different forms of expression. Yeah, that it, it kind of has those uh, those two early memories tied together uh, in the same way that you have the two tied together now. That's awesome. Um, well, very cool. Thank you so much, Henri. Um, now, let's go ahead and dive into the other questions that we have for you. Um, all right. So first question. Um, now, how would you describe your style of work, uh, especially with the incorporation of the capoeira dance and how that's, you know, how your work has also been influenced by travel? Yeah. Well, you know, I'll start uh, describing the style of work when I'm when I'm painting and using my hands. And then I guess I'll develop uh, f uh, after the physical aspect of it. But so talking about the, the painting style, it's important to know that I've been uh, starting drawing and then later on came to painting. So I was first used to highlight colors uh, with uh, lights and shadows first, for example, the human face. And then uh, further on, I started to incorporate um, paint in the whole scheme. And then uh, regarding to travel, because I've, I've been for a very, very long time attracted to traveling and I wasn't really able to do it as a, as a student or as a child. Um, as soon as I got my freedom, uh, meaning my, my studies were finished, I started um, visiting the world and I was, I was so intrigued by every new discovery. I was very curious of all the artists that I met. I was a priority for me every place I, I, I would go. I was always um, in touch with other artists and I would try to meet them. And while I would go in their studio and observe them in their style and technique, I would somewhere pick a little something and, uh, and use it in the days after in my own technique, trying to personalize it, try to embedded shit I don't know how to pronounce this word I've always seen it on the <laughs> screen of my computer what? but I think you got, you got what I said yeah <laughs> for sure um, and, uh, and, and yeah so sorry but the uh, latest part is the incorporation of movement and that's uh, that's very easy so basically summing it up it, it, it goes back to uh, and somehow getting everything you have on a, on your hand and use it to highlight a purpose that will be shown at this particular moment. Like you see someone, you see a kid playing baseball in the streets of New York on the playground with his dad, and it, and it looks cool. So either I have a camera on me, which was the case at that time, and I'd take a picture, and then later on I would paint, or sometimes I just sketch, or sometimes I even have my, my easel and my painting right in the street and I, I can start doing it, uh, what, I, what I observe. And then later on came the 
the movement, the body movement to say, because I have my friends, Brazilian friends that I was uh, working out with and training capoeira and playing together in the fields of Paris, in the, in the grass fields, in the Louvre Museum. My, my studio was, was near there and my friends was telling me every day you train both, both things, but you should definitely try to find a way to, to gather them. So that's it for the use of um, different techniques and incorporation of movement in my, in my style of paint. Very cool. And thank you for uh, kind of breaking that down. Um, I love the way that you kind of combine like these very specific things, like starting off with the the colored pencil so you get the shading and everything. And that's like really having control over the piece, but then have, you know, adding in those like candid moments and the movement, you know, it's kind of more about the, that very moment. Um, and I, I always really enjoy when art has that combination of both where you can, you know, see the composition that the artist was really trying to get, but also they let some natural phenomena happen as well and, and kind of let, uh, yeah. nature take its course. That's, that's exactly the purpose of it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And you can really see that in your work too. Um, again, uh, if anyone's, whoever's listening, I, I know people are listening, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, uh, go ahead and take a look at Henri's work, uh, online as well while you're listening to this, so you get that visual. Um, very cool. Thank you. Um, so the next question we have, so we, we've spoken before about creating the artistic voice, uh, and you just mentioned the language of your art just now about how it's kind of about the movement. It's about these moments. Um, so how do you go about making a language for yourself as an artist? You know, to make a language is important to express yourself. And in this case, it's also funny because it would go back to the the scheme of the egg or the chicken because you don't really know which one came first. It has to be um, something really personal to be expressed in a way that becomes so usual that it has its own codes. And those codes being uh, remanent can create a language. So it's important to create uh, quite regularly to be in touch with your own codes and your own technique. And, and to me, that's mostly the, the usage of it, the, the quantity that will define later on the, 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 the technique that your art gets rooted in. Um, in, in my personal case was the fact that I would use anything that was, um, that, that was reachable because I liked the simplicity and the uh, spontaneity of creating the piece, which wasn't the case at the beginning. I found it out, I found it out late, later on, you know, uh, at some point, and I guess when I was less comfortable and less, uh, even financially speaking, when I was, uh, just started in my own career, I would, I would get those comfortable aspects secured so that I would be put in some sort of a pedestal that would me uh, that that would make me feel, yeah, a bit more, a bit less, less shy to express 
what I wanted to, to say. Yeah. But I found out later on that I had to take that risk of not fitting to the standards that would reassure me, but on the opposite, take the risk, take the leap of faith to in any situation you would feel it, um, step in and express what it was that you wanted to say. And it's very interesting because when you start to create a piece, if you listen to this, to, to that advice, and if you're just um, aware of what's happening and what's not, you will, you will, I don't know if you also create James, but you will notice that um, the first strokes usually come quite spontaneously and quite fast because you've already like, it's just like a chess game. You've already prepared them in your mind um, even before starting your first stroke, but you, you already had them in your mind. And then after you might need to compute a bit more to know which uh, will add up to this first one. But usually if you're, if you're confident enough in the uniqueness of your feeling, it will display on the artwork, I think. Yeah, and I, I really love the analogy or uh, the comparison to the chess game because I know at least when I play chess, you know, when I'm first starting out, I kind of have certain moves that I'll, I'll generally make that are just kind of part of my overall strategy. But then as it goes, you definitely have to be responding to the other forces that are happening in the game. Uh, in the uh, case of the chess game, it's the other player. Yeah. Um, and something, yeah, exactly, adapted to the situation. Yeah, and and I also kind of going back to this idea of like creating a language as an artist. Um, it my biggest takeaway from what you said is that you know basically you're evolving your art as you go. It's kind of like layering on top of itself. So you you know sort of start off with you know these things that you're comfortable with, the, these things that you know, are already rooted in yourself as how you make your art. And then as you go, there's kind of random, um, you know, situations that come up or, um, you know, just life experiences that, uh, that end up adding to your art. So in, in this case, the, the dance form that is now, it sounds like it's a very integral component to your art is something that, you know, because you were doing this with your friends, um, it, it kind of became part of, of what it is that you make. Um, and yes, I am also an artist myself. So I, 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 I totally know, okay. uh, the, um, uh, kind of that idea that you were saying before about, uh, starting off with, with something and then, uh, it, once you've kind of given it that initial shape, then it, all the fine details, uh, end up happening as you go. It might not be the case for everyone. Like I know that some, some of us have their ideas pretty shaped off and they're ready to go for it and they won't really change as they go. But uh, me, it usually is the opposite. Like I don't really know where I'm going and I'll try, I'll, it, will, it will define as I, as I work on it. It's a very, it's very important to, um, talk about contrast as well, like contrast between light and dark, uh, contrast between static and 
in in action like painting in capoeira uh in the style also we're gonna have something like a detail that will be pretty much pretty brushed uh pretty defined pretty accurate and something next to it that i'll consider a bit less important the story that i'm trying to tell that will be just <clears throat> sorry that would be just raw and and done very fast or naive that just gives it a little less time to create might also mean less time to watch so that I will direct. You have to also be conscious of this, like the different parts that will attract the eye of the viewer. Absolutely. And that, that's definitely something that I think about a lot when, when I'm uh, making art is the different kinds of contrast, because like you're saying, I mean, I would say most people think of contrast as, you know, the lightest and darkest points in, in the image, but there's also color contrast, there's detail contrast, like you're talking about. So letting something be more detailed than another part of the image will draw people's eye to that. Um, so yeah, totally agree with you there. Henri, let's go ahead and shift gears a little bit. So we, we talk, uh, about, galleries, museums, other institutions uh, on the podcast a lot. Um, so what advice would you give to an artist out there that has been rejected over and over again by galleries and museums that they've uh, reached out to? Yeah. Um, first of all, galleries and museums and every institution that which role is to display and sell um, art has that policy that they don't want anyone to approach them directly. So they're supposed to have curators that will reach out to you. And that I chose for the most part of my own career, not to respect that statement, that rule. But that being said, it worked, but it had of course a lower rate of, output because of what I just said. So my own strategy was to diversify the source of, of viewings for my, for my paintings. Like how would I be able to um, just put them out there? So of course there was the internet. Um, podcast is one of those means, but they're all the media strategy. Like, I know there's also a budget, but you can work yourself with your own um, uh, public relations agency and, and get some press out there to like every, everything has to be built at the same time. That's the hard thing of it. But first you have to make sure you create. Once you create, you have to make sure that everything is being invented um, or inventorized, taking pictures, qualifying them, names, title, price, location, storing them, and being being ready to show everything you have and that you're proud of when someone's someone's asking you um second like i said internet so you can be on so many websites or so many blogs or facebook accounts just multiply and and see what what works best for you and and stick to it but myself, I'm also very curious, so I'm always trying new, new things. Um, 
then the plus in my own strategy would be physical travel. Like I said, I would knock on doors of galleries who would never expect to see me. And on some of them had a pretty positive effect. And, and, and for the rest of it, I would, you know, sometimes just have a painting on, on my, on my hand, carrying it in the streets of Tokyo or Bangkok or New York, whatever, Sydney, there, 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 there were many. And, and just see what's, what's happening. Like just swing it and you, you make magical encounters. You take part to music festivals. You can go front page of the Bangkok post or anything. There's so many, and, and you can have also lots of disappointments and lots of disenchanting, uh, being yourself robbed and, everything but it really depends like the risk will always measure uh, the amount of output and and both positive and negative you can lose as much as you can win we got to be ready for it yeah i i think that you know taking this strategy of you know doing a lot of things but then seeing what sticks for you um and kind of being ready for that disappointment, but recognizing that as just maybe not the right thing for you, I think is a really good way to, you know, approach getting your art out there independently on your own without having to rely on a gallery, a museum, etc. Um, yeah. I, uh, it's a little bit yeah. like the maze you have in those books, you know, like you're just uh, at the entrance of it and you have to, to, to find the exit. And sometimes life can be very similar in the sense that you have to um, find it and, and you might not be that quick. You know, it really depends. But trying to find courage in accomplishing these tasks and makes you succeed. Right. You, you got to go down some dead ends <laughs> to uh, to find the way out for sure. Yeah. Um, kind of going back real quick on what you mentioned about, um, you know, First, first and foremost, you have to make the art because otherwise, you know, you have nothing that you're sharing with the world. Um, but then you have to get it out there in as many ways as possible. Um, there was an artist on Instagram that I saw earlier today. They had posted a video of them making um, a painting and the they were narrating on top of the video. And and he uh, he said that so far this video has taken me longer to edit than uh the painting itself took so it's you know as as an artist out there when you're you know representing yourself or like you know showing and selling your work independently um all of the additional you know the the content is is uh is key right now and you know having having your work out there in different ways that are going to get people excited about it, not just by seeing the piece itself is, um, is how a lot of artists right now are, uh, succeeding. And, but I, I just thought that was funny that <laughs> the video was taking longer right? than the piece itself, which is so funny. Um, it's so true. It's so true. There is someone sending me something very similar yesterday about the fact that we're just spending more time on Instagram than just creating our own pieces. Yeah. And it's, it's really funny, but also, you know, I, I always see these uh, different charts. So I'm a photographer, but I see them for artists too, where it's like, you know, how much time you spend on the different aspects of your art career. And it's like 
promoting yourself, marketing, exhibitions, all of these things, they're like, you know, like 20%, 35%, whatever chunks of this, uh, this circular chart. And then the making of the art is like this little sliver of like 8% or something. <laughs> so it's, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, it's all, all part of the game, but it's, uh, it's worth it if you, if you keep up with it. Um, awesome. All right. I, I personally, yeah. you know, if I recommend, of course, that if you're want to be professional, you have to spend your whole, your whole time doing just this. And if you, if you have seven days a week dedicated to your work, I guess it's okay to, to give like one or two to marketing and yeah. publicity and everything. And the rest would be dedicated to creation. Like I, I create almost every day and I have a young child, a wife friends and other things to do. Um, and then like, I still have, I still have time, but I still could lack of it. I still could have more, but I still have time to do things. Yeah. I, I always, um, compare it to, you know, if you're going to be making art and then let's say you're not going to be focusing on the business side of your art. Well, in that case, then you would be getting a job. <laughs> and so if, if you're going to put hours into some other job, might as well make your job, you know, marketing and selling your own art. So you can kind of treat it as, you know, the making of your art is, is one side of it, but then the business side of your art is, you know, kind of just like a separate job. Um, and so I always try to picture it that way. So it doesn't feel like the business side of your art is eating into the art making time. Um, but like you said, yeah. if you, there's seven days a week, if you, if you kind of allocate your time properly, there's time to make art, there's time to sell it. And then there's time to, you know, have a life besides that. <laughs> so, um, True. for sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you work, but in my own case, it's like the, the difficulty is that I have to, like, I can't, I can't stick to a schedule. So it always has to change. And sometimes I might, I might get lost in those changes but it's just being adaptable. Yeah. Some other people work to, to, to a more um, defined scheme, but myself is more, if I feel good this morning, I, I will start with yoga, but if not tomorrow, I will just bring my, my kid to his yaya. I will get, take care of him. And then after go back and do some uh, shopping for my, for my art and paintings and stuff. So it always depends. Uh, that's why that's why I try I try to have those things still done, but not the same day of the week. Right, right. That makes it a bit harder, <laughs> but I guess more more flexible also means more dynamic. Yeah, I I always love your own tasks. Yeah, I I always love to have uh, a very structured list and a calendar and everything. But if I don't give myself that flexibility, then I end up just stressing myself out and feeling like I'm failing. <laughs> so you, it, it can be good to have that structure yeah. of, of when and where and how you're doing things, but then allowing things to change, being dynamic and flexible, like you said, uh, is you, you kind of have to, to balance the two, um, to, to really, get things, uh, going and, and not feel like you're in over your head. So I, I totally agree with that. Um, awesome. All right. Well, we are going to come right back and Henri is going to tell you more about the importance of the artistic community at home and abroad. Uh, but first another message from our sponsors. 
Artist, not sure about the next move in your career? Whether you're a talented emerging artist or a nine to five career artist looking for an upgrade, Superfine Art Fair is the boost you've been waiting for. Showcasing top quality work with the highest level of production in the industry, Superfine has been continually developed over the past seven years to become the number one art fair for independent artists in the United States. If you want to make lifelong connections with collectors, if you're willing to learn new methods of marketing, and if you're able to make a plan and execute on it, then you're going to fit right in with our business artist community. From the east to the west, there are plenty of opportunities to expand your arts career with Superfine. To apply for a Superfine art fair near you, visit www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Mention the artist business plan during your qualification call and we'll take an additional $150 off of your booth fee for any city and any fair that you choose. We can't wait to welcome you to the Superfine community and start helping you sell more art today. So Henri, uh, before you were chatting about uh, how when you travel, you you come across other artists and you connect with them. So in yeah. your opinion, how important do you find it to connect with other artists and what does that sense of community offer for you and, and just what you feel it offers to artists in general? You know, at the beginning in my early 20s, I'd say that I was mostly excited to see different things and explore the world. And, and then that sense of discovery changed a bit more as I grew up in the sense that I, I was more um, drawn to the... Uh, I would say psychological aspect of, of things and what I would get from those people I would also be very concerned of giving it back and and uh, what I first thought as professional I would then um, balance it on my, on my personal life because the people that I would work the best with would actually happen to become friends. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's actually what happened. If I if I try to sum up the amount of uh, different experience that I had, and then um, what I do is 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 pretty simple. But the same way, um, I, I try to keep track on everything I create. I then address it to all of those people on my on my cell phone through WhatsApp or whatever and, and send them personal news about what I do and what it means to me and why I guess it relates to them. So I won't necessarily send anything to anyone, but I would target a certain type of information to a certain type of people in my in in my in my cell phone, my notebook. My phone book, sorry. Um yeah, for example, last time, uh, something very particular, I was talking about uh, Christianity with one of my best uh, patrons. And and uh, this guy was asking me if I've ever painted religious scenes. And that's, to this point, it comes to something very specific in my work. So I, w- I had to browse through and I searched for stuff that was only concerning one or two previous former former customers i showed them the paintings and then i was he, he got inspired by it and that would solicitate a new uh, order on the side um which then would come to his own uh chapel and it's just uh something very specific but 
just an example of how being um, flexible and, and accurate to a certain type of situation can someone sometimes uh, somewhat, somehow help you grow personally and professionally. Like this other time I was in Maldives um, and, and, and I heard someone saying, oh, there's, there's Jeremy coming to the island. Uh, Jeremy Meeks was the mugshot um, celebrity model cool guy, by the way, uh, who passed by there. And, and, um, this wasn't like I, I produced something the day before, I think, or the week before doing the performance. And, uh, I was, I was always creating that face, but when I saw him come into the Island, I, I said, Oh, this face could actually be him. And then I started to touch it up and, and brought it to him and he liked it and bought it. And, um, you know, it's another example of, being accurate to a uh, certain situation. Not everything has that purpose that you've originally thought of it. Or, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't end up the way you thought, but you, you have to still give it the juice. Yeah, I, I you know, I think it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about before. You know, there's a certain amount of uh, planning and expectation that you can do uh, when making art when, you know, selling your art, marketing it, whatever it might be, but ultimately having that combination of a plan and a structure, but then also that flexibility to kind of like take things as they come, uh, I think uh, lets opportunities like that happen. Um, so, and I, I definitely think in terms of art itself, you know, the connection that an artist has with someone who's buying it, I mean, ultimately art is, you know, any art that is being purchased and put into someone's home, there is a connection there. And so, you know, art being all about connection, I think it's hugely important to be, um, you know, connecting with other artists as well. So, you know, I think it's super cool that um, that's a huge part of when you're traveling is is connecting with other artists too. Um, but yeah, totally, totally agree with you on uh, kind of like seizing that opportunity when it comes back uh, by you. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Um, so Henri, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it home for our listeners out there. What is your number one tip for artists who are just getting started? You have to be willing to do it. You have to decide that you're going to do it. You have to know that you're going to make it. You have to see yourself where you want to be. And in my case, I just wanted to do everything whenever I wanted. So I would like to play capoeira in the street. I would do it. I would like to talk to that person because I kind of like the vibe that came from that person. So I would talk to her or him. A lot of things magical happened like that. So I remember once we had a hundred people dancing in front of us at a concert and nothing was decided. We just, uh, we were just actually enjoying the moment with my friend Aaron and we we're playing capoeira together. Then after there's some dancers, uh, drop in from the stage coming towards us and say, Hey guys, and the music is still going on and everything, but the lights have changed and they, and they came on us. And then after, uh, we go up on the, 
amphitheater that, that was in Malasimbo in 2015 or 17, something. And all of a sudden, we're just the four of us dancing in the middle of the amphitheater, the natural amphitheater surrounded by coconut trees and, and overwatching the, the Bay of Puerto Galera in the Philippines. And we had that, I don't know, Joss Stone or Jimmy Cliff singing at that moment. And we were all like, we, we started to dance and the whole audience danced with us as like, not maybe all of them, but a hundred <laughs> at least. It was still crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's that's such a cool moment. And, it, you know, I think that being an artist is full of moments like that that you really can't enjoy or, or experience otherwise. Um, and I think, like you were saying before, just, like, being willing to do it and, you know, get yourself to where you picture yourself being, even when there are difficult parts of it. You know, it's, you know, even making art itself there's certain parts of it that aren't always fun, you know, like what, whatever your medium is, like maybe you love making paintings, but you know, taking hours to like perfect the background on it first is, is a chore for you. But once you get to the the figures in the front, something like that is, you know, then you're really enjoying it. Um, and same for the business side, maybe you love making art and maybe you don't love the business side, but you, you love having your art in people's homes. And so kind of, you know, getting through, the parts you love and the parts that you might not love to, to really, in, you know, get where you want to be is, you know, how you're going to also be able to enjoy just beautiful moments like that. So that's, that's, uh, I, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's true that you get rewarded for your efforts most of the time. Exactly. And, but life, life is so beautiful. It's very important to be, to, 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 to remember about it. And, um, Art is really just to be able to highlight this, to, to show it to the world in your own way, maybe. But for, first and foremost, we'll be uh, saying this to the world. Life is beautiful. Yeah. And it's sharing your own story with the world from your own perspective, um, but making it in a way that kind of everyone can appreciate. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. <laughs> life is life is very beautiful. Uh well, to all of you business artists out there, Henri has been here with us today sharing his amazing perspective. Uh, if you would like to listen to this episode again or listen to any of our previous podcasts, uh, you can listen on our website at superfine.world. Uh, to connect with Henri, you can follow him on Instagram again at Henri Lamy. That's Henri, H-E-N-R-I underscore L-A-M-Y. And you can also visit his website at henrilamy.com. As always, remember that we are Superfine Art Fair on Instagram, and we always appreciate a share on your story whenever you're listening to or enjoying the artist business plan. Um, and we'd really appreciate it if you could take just a moment of your time to write us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's the main way that artists hear about the, uh, the show. Um, and it's so critical for helping other uh, artist entrepreneurs like yourselves find us. Uh, as always, I'd like to wrap up the class by sharing a quick quote with you all. Uh, today's quote is by Hans Christian Andersen, and the quote is, to move, to breathe, to fly, to float, to gain all while you give, to roam the roads of lands remote, to travel is to live. Henri, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. Thank you again for sharing your perspective with our listeners, and for that, we are so grateful.
Thanks so much, James. And the quote fitted pretty much it's the it, content. It's the perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Yeah. It's like exactly what we were just talking awesome. about. Uh, everyone else, have an awesome rest of your day. And remember to stay on top of your artist business plan, get out there and make it happen. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The Artist Business Plan. Hosted by me, Alex Mito. And me, James Milley. Join us each week to hear leaders in the art, marketing, and business arenas discuss tips and tricks designed to help you thrive and sell more art. To listen to this episode and all of our past episodes, just visit www.superfine.world and click The Artist Business Plan. And we love to hear what you have to say, so just follow us on Instagram at superfineartfair and shoot us a message just to let us know you're listening. Want to exhibit at an upcoming fair? Go to www.superfine.world slash sell hyphen your hyphen art. Until next time, keep listening, keep creating, and keep up your artist business plan.